0: Now on the news hour, bracing for the brakes to be slammed on public transit.
1: You got your bus today, but what are you going to do tomorrow?
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be
2: difficult because I
0: only use the bus. How a looming strike could mean a messy Monday morning for Fraser Valley commuters, plus the return of an inescapable eyesore. The pro Putin propaganda once again plaguing a Langley neighborhood and
3: he was speaking out like nobody was here to help him out.
0: Calls for a vicious assault on board a transit bus to be investigated
4: as a hate crime also. We know that there are some uh, illegitimate goods being sold there, things that people have stolen to sell there.
0: The street market and its proposed new site causing a major stir. There is nothing else like this in Vancouver. How a heritage building could be on the chopping block to make way for vendors.
5: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
0: Good evening, thanks for joining us. The countdown is on to the Monday morning commute and what is likely to be a complicated one for transit riders in the Fraser Valley. Tens of thousands of commuters are being forced to make alternate plans to get to where they need to be tomorrow when a system-wide transit shutdown across the region is set to begin indefinitely. Chris Sadow has our top story.
6: On the eve of an indefinite bus strike in the Fraser Valley, commuters here are already preparing for a bumpy and expensive week ahead. Uh, before
7: it's striking started, I'm
6: going to like supermarket.
8: Damn have to go to Vancouver Airport. I'm catching a flight so I was hoping that I will catch a bus here, take the SkyTrain. Taxi Absolutely. is gonna cost anywhere between uh, 70 to 80 dollars.
6: Yeah. At the start of service Monday Fraser Valley bus drivers launching a full-scale strike putting the brakes on all first transit buses with only essential handy dart services running in Abbotsford, Chilliwack, Mission, Agassiz, Harrison and Hope.
9: We're always ready to talk if we can get a deal prior to Monday. It looks unlikely. The
6: union CUPE Local 561 is arguing for wage parity for its drivers to align with Metro Vancouver drivers who they say are paid 32% more. They're also asking for improved working conditions and a pension.
9: employer says they're open to talks, but really they only want to talk about uh, anything except for dealing with the wage disparity and uh, the lack of a pension. We've been without a contract since April 1st, 2020. Um, So we've been uh, driving through the pandemic, frontline workers uh, um, doing the service that they needed to do through the pandemic, through the Uh, uh, Floods in Abbotsford through the uh, heat dome.
6: In a statement Friday, their employer First Transit says they're disappointed in CUPE's decision, arguing their offer provides a solid foundation for continued collective bargaining, but remain open to talks. Meantime, tens of thousands of commuters who rely on bus service stuck left in limbo. Probably stay at home if anything. Walk if needed.
1: You got your bus today, but what are you going to do tomorrow?
6: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be difficult because I only use the bus. Waiting for both sides to strike a deal. Chris Dow. More than a week after a Langley neighborhood
0: was left with an inescapable eyesore, residents have once again been tagged with another instance of hateful graffiti. Travis Prasad reports.
10: It says up ahead Nazi, the Nazi die. Kirsten
2: Biscard was hoping she would never see this again. Hateful anti-Ukraine messages spray-painted on a sidewalk steps from her house in Langley's Willowby neighborhood. It's ugh, it's gross. Biscard says it happened between Friday night and Saturday morning, about a week after the first time when the words Ukraine equals Nazi were spray-painted in front of her house and her gate was tagged with a swastika.
10: We power-washed it off uh, quite easily, uh, and now they've added this cross here. I'm not really sure what the messaging is on, on that.
2: The graffiti, seemingly a response to the Ukraine flag Biscard put up shortly after Russia's invasion of the country.
10: And it seems even more hateful this time. And there's a real bend towards uh, this message of uh, Ukrainian people or us or whoever is evil. And that, that's concerning that they've got that kind of idea in their head.
2: This time, it wasn't just Kirsten's house and street that were targeted. There's also graffiti on a path one block away, right next to a school. A resident who did not want to be identified took matters into his own hands. Using household cleaners to scrub away the hateful words and the cross.
9: I believe that Christians have love for all people, and God has love for all people, so I I don't have time for this and I just want to get rid of it.
2: The return of the graffiti is enough for Biscard's neighbor to install a surveillance camera. As for the Ukraine flags, they aren't going anywhere.
10: We won't be bullied. This person is a coward. They spray paint their messages in the middle of the night where no one can see them and if they have something to say, then they should say it publicly to someone's face.
2: Police officers were seen canvassing the area on Sunday morning. We reached out to Langley RCMP for more information, but did not hear back in time for broadcast. Travis Prasad, Global News.
0: In the Okanagan, reports of a disturbing assault over the weekend is prompting calls for a hate crime investigation. Victoria Famia reports.
11: A night that was supposed to end with a bus ride home after getting groceries turned into a brutal attack. 21-year-old Gagandeep Singh was on the bus Friday night around 10.30 when a group of people were allegedly teasing him and throwing a wig at him.
3: He said like I'm going to call the cops and later on they just settled down. Even the bus driver given them a warning just don't create mess in the bus and they didn't listen to him either. So later on once the Gagandeep got dropped here and they followed him
11: According to Gagandeep Singh's friends, he got off the bus here. He was then followed by the group of people who began violently assaulting him, which took place over the span of this entire area. Now, while this was happening, he attempted to remain on the phone with his friends, trying to call for help. In a statement, police say Singh was hit from behind. And after the attackers left the scene, Singh's friends arrived to assist, along with first responders. Once I arrived here, and I, I seen he was laying here in the bushes. And um, after that, the police arrived here, and then paramedics arrived here. He was a little unconscious. Many of Singh's friends came out Sunday morning to the bus stop on Highway 97 and McCurdy Road where the assault happened to show their support. Singh is now recovering at home after being hospitalized. His friends telling Global News he is not willing to show his face at this time or speak publicly about what happened. Singh's friends say the attackers went as far as ripping off his turban and pulling his hair. Many who came out Sunday morning saying this act should be looked at as a hate crime. And that's also according to a local lawyer.
12: The individual was targeted because of his race. Um, He has a turban, he has full facial hair. Uh, The turban was ripped off, the hair was pulled out. The turban itself, we have not been able to locate. It was taken. We feel that that was the sole reason.
7: This is absolutely unacceptable, disgusting. This is not what Kelowna is about. I see this as a hate crime. I see this as blatant racism,
13: and this should be investigated as a hate crime.
11: Kelowna RCMP are investigating the assault, and anyone who may have information or video footage is asked to contact police. Victoria Femia, Global News, Kelowna.
0: In Surrey, bystanders detained a driver today and held them for police after a series of collisions that ended with downed power lines. RCMP say the driver of a vehicle hit numerous parked cars before striking a utility pole near 60th Avenue between 150th and 152nd streets just after two o'clock this afternoon. Police say the driver initially tried to leave the scene, adding the stretch of road impacted will remain closed for hours in order to remove the vehicle and install a new pole. It's not yet known if alcohol or speed are considered factors in the crash. Police took the driver into custody, who was then taken to hospital to be treated for injuries. And Abbotsford police made a dramatic arrest overnight in connection with a stolen vehicle. Officers spotted the stolen car traveling west on Highway 1 through Abbotsford just after three o'clock this morning. A spike belt was deployed to stop the vehicle. That sparked a fire that was put out by fire crews. The driver allegedly ran from the scene but was tracked down by a canine unit. 29-year-old Tyson Zachary Fust faces numerous charges, including failing to comply with a probation order operating a motor vehicle while prohibited and dangerous driving. Renewed concerns tonight about the proposed relocation of a downtown Eastside Street market where some stolen goods are allegedly being stole- sold. The city of Vancouver rents the current space from BC Housing, but with the lease set to expire, there are plans to potentially demolish a heritage building on private land a block away to temporarily house the market. Kristen Robinson reports
4: with its unique architecture 123 East Hastings is considered by many to be an important piece of Vancouver's history
12: there is nothing else like this in Vancouver
4: heritage consultant Donald Luxton wants the city to reconsider its proposal to tear down the 120 year old building to create a temporary home for the downtown Eastside market
12: it is truly the only real example of Art Nouveau architecture in Vancouver possibly Western Canada.
4: ABC councillor Peter Meisner, who declined an interview, has also expressed concerns on social media about the proposed demolition of a heritage building to relocate a street market where stolen goods are reportedly sold. Buy here, 20 What? Yeah, no tax. Where did that come from? I don't know. The VPD says there are legitimate sales of secondhand or salvaged items here but it also claims organized crime groups are using the market to move purloined products. Where did you get the Tylenol from? I don't know. We know that there are some uh, illegitimate goods being sold there, things that people have stolen to sell there. Um, And that's what we want to work to get away from. Some items says this street vendor come from Amazon.
6: Yeah, Amazon. I have my seat.
4: The city's lease for the market space owned by B.C. Housing at 26 East Hastings expires in August. A structural review of the new potential site, commissioned by its owner Concord Pacific, found the building has deteriorated to a state that it is in danger of flooring collapse or even building collapse should a seismic event occur. Luxton says at the very minimum, any development should retain the facade. The current proposal, he says would give the private owner a break.
12: The city is allowing a developer to get a free pass and tear down a heritage building.
4: The city is seeking public input on the development application until March 30th. The final decision will be made by the director of planning. Kristen Robinson, Global News.
0: One person has been hospitalized after an apartment fire in Vancouver's Strathcona neighborhood. Flames broke out early this morning in a suite of this building. Dozens of fire crews managed to contain the blaze, but not before three suites were damaged, displacing six people. While the building had working fire alarms, it did not have sprinklers.
14: Three suites that will be displaced, six people that will need temporary shelter at this time. Uh, one person, Two people that will probably need permanent shelter. Uh, until the restoration company comes in.
0: Nanaimo RCMP are seeking dash cam footage after a weekend shooting sent one man to hospital. It happened around 8 o'clock on Saturday evening near the Coast Bastion Hotel in the heart of the city's downtown core. Police say a 39-year-old man remains in hospital with serious injuries but is expected to survive. The victim, they say, was bleeding heavily from the face but managed to flag down community safety officers and tell them he had been shot. No arrests have been made. The city of Burnaby appears set to back down on a controversial proposal to build an organic waste plant on Fraser River Parkland. But as Grace Key reports, residents are still concerned about a reverse referendum-style process where council can give a project the green light unless a certain percentage of voters actively express their opposition.
7: Save our park!
13: Save our
3: park! These Burnaby
15: residents are at Foreshore Park to stop a proposal that would transform eight and a half hectares of the area into an organic recycling facility.
13: These wetlands are unique, they're sensitive, they're environmentally important and they represent the largest intact parcel of wetlands in the Lower Fraser. It's not a- trade off you don't put a compost facility you don't trade it off by killing all our wildlife and unique habitat. In 2006 that parcel of land was dedicated protected in perpetuity. What does perpetuity mean? It means forever.
15: The group remains cautiously optimistic after Burnaby Mayor Mike Hurley called a special city council meeting on Monday to reconsider what's called an alternative approval process. Instead of a referendum, council can proceed with the plan unless 10% of eligible electors, about 16,000, submit forms in opposition.
13: The process that they are choosing to do this basically says to the citizens of Burnaby, we're going to put this in unless you stop us. The people already voted to have that as an ecological result and to have this area's parkland
11: so why should we have to go and prove again that that's what we want
15: a statement from the mayor reads in part we've been listening to the public and it's clear from what they've told us that they don't support the trade-offs that the green recycling and organics project would require in its current form adding it's time for us to let staff get back to work so we can work together to find a better location for this project or to find other innovative solutions to address Burnaby's urgent climate action needs the facility would process about 150,000 tons of organic waste annually. A third from Burnaby, the rest from other municipalities for a fee. Burnaby currently ships waste to Delta. If council votes to reconsider the alternative approval process, they will then have to re-vote on the matter. Grace Key, Global News. Well, despite the fact a decision has already been made
0: on the future of the highly divisive Stanley Park bike lane, some cyclists are still fighting to keep it.
13: C'est titrage
0: Cyclists rode in protest along the controversial lane today, demanding it stay in place. Back in 2021, the bike lane was installed to allow social distancing between cyclists and other park goers. But opponents to the lane say it took away access for people with disabilities and seniors with mobility issues. Last month, the Vancouver Park Board voted to remove most of the bike lane to allow two lanes of vehicle traffic, except in areas where there is a public safety concern.
5: I mean... Was it really the lack of car access? By the way, there was, there was still car access. It's not like cars weren't allowed to go there, so big parking lots and all that. It's just a little slower to get there. Nice.
0: Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Some business operators in Stanley Park maintain the bike lanes created access problems for them and their businesses. The park board says most of the bike lane is set to be removed by May. Next on the news hour, continued concerns over civil liberties in India.
9: We are confused Is my mom was going to be able to make it back or she's going to get stuck because a few of the flights are canceled.
0: What you need to know about the crackdown in Punjab and why so many there remain in the dark tonight. That's after the break. Stay with us. For the second consecutive day, people living in the state of Punjab remained effectively cut off from the west of the world today after the Indian government suspended internet services. The communications blackout comes amid allegations of a statewide crackdown targeting Sikh activists. And here in Canada, it's led to mounting fears of civil liberties being trampled on and concerns over not being able to contact loved ones in the region. Julie Nolan reports.
9: You know, moms never even going to say that Something is going
13: bad. Hardeep Singh Sahoda's mother went to India in January to see family there. Sahoda says she's aware of the unrest around her, but doesn't want her family back in Canada to worry. She's supposed to return to Canada on March 29.
9: We are confused. Is my mom going to able to make it back or she's going to get stuck? Because a few of the flights are cancelled.
13: Internet service has been cut off to most of the state of Punjab as the government says police hunt for Amrit Paul Singh, known as a preacher and leader of a Sikh separatist movement.
12: There's mass protests that are erupting across Punjab. Uh, people are very upset uh, by Amrit Paul Singh as a very popular uh, individual, uh, young man that is actually giving his life over to kind of just pushing uh, for Punjabi and Sikh youth to kind of like be in a better place. <laughs>
13: Protests are taking place in other parts of India as people question whether Amrit Paul Singh and other activists should be arrested. Much of that activism has been over the drug crisis in Punjab, water issues and questioning the rights of the government. We
2: have to hold India to the same accountability and scrutiny that we do other countries. And we can't just ignore that these type of disruptions to civil rights and human rights in India are just outlier events, this is very much the norm and sick Canadians know that very well.
15: That these type of um, civil liberties have really been um, quashed by the Indian government. Um, It's been followed by uh, rampant uh, genocide and unchecked police
13: violence. And so um, people are genuinely very fearful for the safety of their loved ones. For Hardeep Singh Sahota, he worries about the civil liberties that have been stripped from loved ones back in India and hopes to get his mom back to Canada as soon as
9: possible. It's not even about my family. It's about every person who lives in Punjab.
13: With many still in the dark as the suspension of mobile internet services remains in place for at least another day. Julie Nolan, Global News. Coming
0: up, an outpouring of emotion and grief still raw in Edmonton.
9: They know that no matter what happens in this world, the community will always come together.
0: A city and a country in mourning holds vigil for two police officers gunned down in the line of duty. Plus, a major financial shakeup in the banking world, the government brokered acquisition of one major global bank by another, and how it could impact you and markets open in the morning. That's after the break. Stay with us. The autopsies of two Edmonton police officers gunned down in the line of duty last week confirm what many already knew. Both constables indeed died of gunshot wounds. As Morgan Black reports, that official confirmation comes as tributes for the fallen officers continue to pour in across Alberta and beyond.
10: Last March, Lena Atwell lost her brother. She says two Edmonton police officers responded to the call and supported her on one of her worst days. When they came, they were not cops at that time. They were humans with compassion. Um, That wanted to help my family through the difficult time. Now she wants to offer that same compassion. Atwell organized Friday's vigil for constables Travis Jordan and Brett Ryan, the two Edmonton police officers who were shot and killed overnight Thursday while responding to a family violence call. I think it brings the community a lot of comfort and Peace, knowing that they're doing everything they can to try and help the officers, the family members. Constable Ryan's family attended that vigil. Ryan Atwell was friends with him. They used to trade insignia patches. He had a chance to speak with the constable's mom and dad.
9: I just told them how sorry I am for their loss and their family's loss and that I actually hadn't met Constable Ryan and how much it actually meant to me.
10: This space for the community to share their grief remains at the West Division Police Station. Flowers still being dropped off Sunday. Atwell says it's a reminder to the families that Edmontonians care.
9: They know that no matter what happens in this world, the community will always come together.
10: Lena Atwell says that community once gave something to her, too. The people that were there for me during my grief, I it meant the world to me, it helped me be where I am today and the reason why I'm still here. Morgan Black, Global News.
0: Canada is sending more military aid to Ukraine, this time in the form of tanks. The Federal Ministry of Defence released this footage on social media over the weekend of Leopard 2 tanks being loaded onto planes and prepared for departure. In addition to these tanks, Ottawa is sending about 8,000 rounds of ammunition and a dozen air defence missiles. Well, Canadians across the country are feeling the impact of our country's beleaguered health care system, including right here in B.C. And today, the leader of the federal conservative party capitalized on the concerns of Canadians, pitching part of his party's platform to make it easier for doctors and nurses to work anywhere in the country. Here's Mackenzie Gray.
9: Conservative Leader Pierre Polyev making a major healthcare announcement in Ottawa this afternoon, outlining a new plan for licensing healthcare workers.
5: Six million Canadians are without a doctor. We're ranked 26th in the OECD for doctors per thousand patients, despite the fact that we spend among the highest budgets on our health care system. It doesn't make sense.
9: The Polyev plan would establish a national standard to get doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers accredited to work in any province. Currently, many provinces don't accept accreditation for healthcare workers from other parts of the country. But for his plan to work, all the provinces would need to sign on.
5: Now the federal government needs to show leadership by bringing the provinces together to create a common testing standard in the professions like doctors and nursing.
9: If the provinces are on board, the plan would also propose to have foreign trained doctors apply to the same program with a promise they would get an answer on if they're approved to work in Canada within 60 days.
5: In their profession they will be able to do the exam and get a yes or no based on their competency, not based on where they come from.
9: Attracting foreign doctors could be one way to help close the healthcare gap. RBC projects Canada will be short 44,000 doctors by 2028.
14: We also know very clearly that the wait time for specialist care is the longest it's been in 40 years at almost six months. This is an untenable
9: position. This marks one of the first major policy announcements from on Healthcare an issue that is likely to be a main topic in the next election. Mackenzie Gray, Global News, Ottawa.
0: In a major financial shakeup, Switzerland's largest bank is taking over its troubled rival in a government-brokered takeover. The landmark deal, which will see UBS acquire Credit Suisse, was announced earlier today following a weekend filled with emergency talks between the two banks and financial regulators. The Swiss National Bank calls the acquisition a way to restore confidence in the markets and manage risks to the global economy. Credit Suisse, one of the world's biggest banks, deemed too big to fail, suffered major losses last week following the downfall of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in the United States. Regulators rushed to announce the deal before markets open for trading on Monday morning. After the break of on a Barrier here with Weather and Sports plus. A popular hiking trail on the North Shore is officially back open to the public, the traffic bonanza it is already bringing with it. That's after the break. Stay with us.
5: You're watching Global BC.
0: Welcome back on this last official day of winter. It sure does not feel like it today. Meteorologist Yvonne Shell joins us with a look at a double digit forecast coming up. Yvonne?
7: Yeah, we did see some of those temperatures, even away from the water, getting up to 14 and 15 degrees. Last official full day of winter, and we're welcoming spring. And I'll have more on the spring equinox coming up in just a moment. Quick glance on what we're seeing, though, outside. We do have that cloud cover that's rolled in across the region. We're currently sitting at nine, and we've got a westerly wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. Temperatures today, though, was cool this morning we started off at two we still got into the double digits at 11 that's the average for this time of the year a record on this day 14 degrees that was back in 1947 sunset officially this evening closer to 722 plan overnight tonight we will have that cloud cover we'll see it for the morning hours on monday and then as we get in through the afternoon we are going to see a few showers not much in terms of precipitation and that continues in towards the evening we'll likely see those temperatures once again up to 10 degrees rain is going to use off a along the northern half of the province province but areas along the south coast. This is the weather story and plan through the day tomorrow. On and off showers continuing and then as we look ahead towards Tuesday, we are going to see a nice clearing and continuing towards Wednesday. Wanted to show you the tower or the camera from Drive BC. This is at Whistler from Function Junction. Overnight and for tomorrow morning, we could still see a few wet flurries in the mix, but not much in terms of accumulation and a quick check along the Cocahola Summit for the interior and the mountain passes, we are seeing some dry conditions. So the rain is going to ease off along the- the northern half of the province will see that cloud cover. A clearing on the way for Smithers by the afternoon, even seeing highs up to 10 degrees. Sunshine for the northeastern corners extending into the central interior. Dry conditions for the southern interior, but there is going to be a fair fair bit of cloud cover. Temperatures anywhere between 10 and 11 degrees. Whistler have left that slight chance for some wet flurries, changing over to showers. Highs by the afternoon will be closer to five. And along the island, we are going to see that shower activity pick up a few spots as early as the morning hours. But the Lower mainland, it'll likely be towards the afternoon. We'll still have that range in temperatures between 10, 11 degrees away from the water. Cloud cover, showers for spring equinox will welcome it in the afternoon. Tuesday, with the clearing on the way, and if you're making plans so far this week, Tuesday, Wednesday look to be the gem out of the forecast. Plenty of sunshine on Wednesday. The potential for that rainfall could return as we look ahead towards our Thursday, Friday so far. Sarah?
0: Okay, hard to believe we're officially into spring as of tomorrow. Thanks so much, Yvonne. Well, hikers rejoice, even if residents of Deep Cove may not be. A wildly popular hiking trail has officially reopened to the public this weekend after a three-year closure. Countless hikers laced up and hit the trails of Quarry Rock this weekend, bringing a major traffic bonanza with them. The trail was closed to the public in March of 2020 at the very beginning of the pandemic, and it stayed closed afterwards after suffering severe damage because of weather. In past years, locals have voiced their frustrations about the traffic chaos that accompanies hikers scrambling to find parking wherever they can. So, okay, speaking of hiking, of is <laughs> trying to move it.
7: You know, sometimes I have to move <laughs> furniture around here. There I'm sorry we yeah. didn't have a chair for you here. So you can hear me in the <laughs> middle. I have to just And it's up. the
14: heaviest chair that it's we It's really
7: have. heavy. Yvonne
0: They're very struggling. old sorry I I had to, laughing or, and the wheels screeching behind I went in the debate.
7: <laughs> should I have squatted and just sat here and acted natural or grabbed the chair
14: that would have been uh, good to
0: have both of you here
7: regardless a
14: feat of strength to pretend <laughs> yeah. you're sitting down that's for sure
0: um okay I know you have connects highlights coming up I'm excited for UBC versus Trinity tonight yeah, you have some good they're, stuff st- up yeah
14: they're still going actually mm-hmm. you are bring that up the U Sports Women's uh, Volleyball Championship at UBC so the, I think the final everyone around here wanted to see Trinity and UBC they're in the fourth set Uh, Right now, and Trinity is up. We'll have some early highlights that could be over uh, by the time I hit the airwaves in uh, ten more minutes. But we'll have highlights of that coming up. Canucks are playing excellent hockey again uh, against the Ducks. As maybe they think they're still alive for the playoffs. If they win their last 14 games, they could possibly get in. But uh, anyway, yeah, they're playing great again, and uh, we'll have highlights of that coming up.
0: Okay, looking forward to it. Thanks, both. We'll see you soon. Next on the News Hour, Aviation Inspiration.
5: It's really exciting for me because it's, it's a, like a lifelong goal. That's my childhood dream to become a helicopter pilot.
0: The sky is the limit for this helicopter pilot in training, the long road to getting ready for takeoff, and the little-known program helping him launch. That's after the break. Stay with us. The sky is the limit for a young pilot from northern BC. He's already got his fixed wings pilot license and now he is well on his way to becoming a commercial helicopter pilot. As Caden Fanshaw of CKPG News reports, he hopes his own journey will serve as aviation inspiration to other indigenous youth across the country.
2: So you always want to look at everything before you're even approaching it.
8: One day this pre-flight inspection will become routine. Pull the clips
5: off and give it a little sample. Just a little shot of. Fuel that's just to check for water, right? contamination. Yeah.
8: Learning what to look for, just part of the work to become a full fledged commercial helicopter pilot.
14: Making sure you got oil in here. You never want to fly without that thing being somewhat full. You can't see it very good from this direction.
5: Getting it in the machine, it just it, it felt so real and it felt, uh, it, I, was, I felt comfortable in the machine and um, we left it off and went for a familiar, familiarization flight. And uh, I, I just uh, was on cloud nine, for the lack of better words. It was just fantastic to uh, actually be doing it.
8: David came all the way here from the Fort Nelson area, but he did a lot of training before he even got here.
5: We don't get too many like Dave over there, where they come all prepared. And basically, uh, he's here as a got 20 hours of flying now, but he flies like he's got 220 hours because he's got all the paperwork done. He's got uh, his own simulator at home, and he's it's a very well prepared student so far.
8: The path to this point for the young Indigenous man from the Dog River First Nation wasn't easy only made possible by the use of funding in part provided by the indigenous skills and employment training program
5: till now it's always that was the main obstacle for me was being able to uh, afford it and I just feel so extremely fortunate and and, uh, and thankful that I had this opportunity and and I'm trying to make good of it and I really want to uh, do the best that I can and um, also it's really exciting for me because it's it's like a lifelong goal, that's my childhood dream to become a helicopter pilot.
8: The soon-to-be helicopter pilot hopes other Indigenous youth can see what he is doing and use it as an inspiration for their own dreams to take off.
5: They feel like for other members of my nation and other nations that opportunities like this are out there and you just have to reach for them and you just have to want to do it and and the opportunity is there. When he's
8: certified, David hopes to work up in northern B.C., giving back to a place he wouldn't trade for anything. Caden Fanshaw, CKPG News.
0: Coming up, Barry's back with sports. Plus, don't call it a comeback.
1: When you listen to a record, it makes it into an active event listening to music.
0: Why Analog is back in style and vinyl records are making a major resurgence. That's coming up after sports.
1: Catch Pink at Rogers Arena. Don't miss the critically acclaimed singer-songwriter on her Trust Fall Tour alongside her new studio release. Sing along to new hit singles as Pink explores the highs and lows of uncertainty, freedom, and letting go. This November, see Depeche Mode coming to Rogers Arena. See the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees as they embark on their colossal 75-date Memento Mori Tour ahead of their forthcoming album. For Our BC, I'm Michael Newman. Global BC Community Hub promote your event, build your community, Global BC Community Hub bringing your worlds together.
0: Welcome back Barry's back we're mm-hmm. talking about vinyl making a comeback later in the show but the Canucks also making a comeback yeah. late in the season, you
14: know a year ago at this time I think people were excited mm-hmm. by the way they were playing under Bruce Boudreau and thinking wow if they can just do that next year and I think it's the same feeling under uh, mm-hmm. Rick Tockett I would say their structures a little better this year than last. But, you know, will it translate when there's pressure on next year? We don't know. But right now they are playing real well and their draft picks getting worse and worse by the day because of it. But. You can't have it all. All right, thanks, Sarah. The Canucks have uh, certainly played their best hockey of the season this month. And the biggest reason for that is the return of Thatcher Demko to the crease and to the form that we've seen in previous seasons from the Canucks Number 1. Demko is 5-2 and two in March, sparkling 1.99 goals against. He made 38 saves last night in the Canucks 3-2 shootout win over the red-hot L.A. Kings. Today, the Canucks are in Anaheim to take on the Ducks. But uh, Demko got the day off. Colin Delia. again getting the start on the back-to-backs but he has not been very busy Canucks all over the Ducks early get rewarded six attackers on with a delayed penalty call Quinn Hughes to JT Miller who powders the slapper posting in past John Gibson number 26 for Miller one nothing after one 17-4 shots on goal Canucks had 17 shots all game long including OT against L.A. yesterday second period how about Pedersen absolutely wires it under the crossbar he's got one of the best wristers in the NHL 33rd goal 88th point now tied seventh in NHL scoring two nothing after two also NHL Vegas Golden Knights in Columbus Vegas with designs on the top seed in the West Jack Eichel remember him hasn't been great since he's been to Vegas coming off that neck surgery but he played well today That goal gave them a 2-1 lead and then Eichel flying in scores his hat-trick goal. He's got 26 now. Vegas routes Columbus 7-2. Golden Knights 92 points, two more than the LA Kings to lead the West. And Western Hockey League this afternoon, North fans Connor Bedard just keeps on filling the net, wires the one-timer home here against the Saskatoon Blades. It's his 70th goal of the season and seventh in three games this weekend. Bedard leads the Western League in scoring with 141 points as the Pats 1-4-2. And the Vancouver Giants also played at Tri-City and lost 5-2. We should also say Regina-Saskatoon. That's going to be a first-round playoff matchup. So... Connor and the Pats doing themselves some good work there today. The Whitecaps are still searching for their first MLS win of the season after drawing 1-1 at the LA Galaxy last night. They are now 0-2-2 through four matches. But Vanni Sartini was happy with the point and feels his Whitecaps are starting to play the kind of soccer they are capable of and that first win is coming soon.
3: In the first half they were the better team, in the second half we were the better team. Uh, Pretty, pretty simple, and uh, he actually had um, the chance to win. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's a really good point. Uh, away in the last
14: two weeks, I saw the
3: team that I wanna have.
14: FA Cup quarterfinal sir Alex Ferguson watching his old club as Man United hosted Fulham but uh, they go a goal down early in the second half. Alexander Mitrovic blasts in past David De Gea 1-0 Fulham but the wheels come off for Fulham in the 72nd. Willian blocks this shot with his arm. He got a red card after review and to make matters worse Mitrovic puts his hand on the referee you can't do that he gets a red card so all of a sudden Fulham down to nine men and uh, they will see red the rest of the match as in the United shirts Bruno Fernandez scores from the spot to tie it and then two minutes later Marcel Sabitzer scores the eventual game winner United take it 3-1 they will play Brighton in the semis Man City meet Sheffield United in the other FA Cup semi-final. EPL today first place Arsenal hosting Crystal Palace Gunners came out gunning already up 1-0 Bakayo Saka working the 1-2 to perfection finishing with his left it's 2-0 Arsenal at the half Saka would actually score two today and Granit Xhaka also found the back of the net another beautifully crafted goal by Arsenal they win easily 4-1 now lead Man City by eight points but they have played one more match than City world curling championships from Sweden Canada's Kerry Anderson taking on the United States tied seven all final shot tenth in Canada lying one on the button but American skip Tabitha Peterson pulls off a fantastic shot the long raised double takeout great pressure shot and the USA win eight seven so Canada drops to one and one later in the day Canada took on Norway another tight game tied six six playing ten on Anderson's final shot and makes a quality raise on her own stone, lying three, fully buried, putting the pressure on Norway. Norwegian skip, Kristen Skaslin, needs a tough raise double takeout, but she ends up jamming on her own stone at the back as steal the three for Canada, they win 9-6, they're two and one, and tied for second. F1 Saudi Grand Prix Sergio Perez took the pole after Max Verstappen had a drive shaft failure in qualifying to put him 15th on the grid. Didn't matter much for the Dutchman. He made a lot of uh, that time back climbing all the way back to second from 15th only behind his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez. First time Perez finished first with Verstappen second as Red Bull uh, continue their F1 dominance. They dominated last year and they look unstoppable again this year. Lance Stroll, the Canadian, was 20th. NBA tonight, Raptors on the road in Milwaukee against Giannis and the East leading Bucks. Raptors hanging in tough against the best team in the East. Fred Van Vliet, long pass to OG Ananobi for the dunk. Raptors wanted a foul there, didn't get it but they are playing well they're early in the fourth uh, quarter and the raptors have the lead over milwaukee by 7 in the final round of the bellspar championship near tampa bay adam shank which is quite a name for a golfer shanks for coming third round leader looking for his first pga tour victory 12th hole from 71 feet, and you think it just might be your day when this happens. An unlikely birdie for Shank, who was battling Jordan Spieth and Tommy Fleetwood, but up ahead, second year pro Taylor Moore staying in contention, and then at the very tough 16th rolls this in, an unlikely birdie from 27 feet. He's tied for the lead. Meanwhile, Spieth faltered. Shank was in trouble at 18. Needs this long putt for par to force a playoff. Hits the pin, stays out. Taylor Moore, a first time winner on the tour, taking the Bell Spar. Good day for Abbotsford's Nick Taylor. Finished tied 10th at 200 and won 182,000 US dollars. All right, let's check out that U Sports National Women's Volleyball Championship from UBC. Championship game between the host Thunderbirds in white and number one ranked Trinity Western Spartans Spartans from Langley in blue tight first set but UBC prevails Kara Kovacs with the big kill on the right side 25 23 first set Thunderbirds but Trinity respond they get a free ball and it's Kaylee Plouffe who puts it away 25 21 to the Spartans tied one set apiece third set more fantastic volleyball from both sides Trinity's Emma Gamash saving it and then Ansa a with the tip shot so Trinity take the third set, but UBC is leading late in the fourth set as we speak. It could go the distance. We'll see what happens. The Trinity Western men, by the way, won a national title. Uh, They're seventh earlier today in the men's beating Sherbrooke in the final. So,
0: Okay, looking forward go. to updates at 11. Thanks mm-hmm. so much, Barry. Coming up, what's old is new again. Why Analog is making a major comeback. That's after the break. Well, what's old is new again when it comes to vinyl. As Lisa McGregor reports, records are making a major resurgence, turning the tables for the first time in decades.
3: Playing a vinyl record is an experience for Eric Budd.
1: When you listen to a record, it makes it into an active event listening to music.
3: He's been collecting albums for 30 years.
1: This was the first record that I bought myself with my allowance was this old SNFU record uh, at FreeCloud.
3: Vinyl Records' outselling CDs for the first time since 1987 comes as no surprise to him.
1: I didn't know people were still buying CDs. That pure digital perfection that you hear in a CD and the imperfections that you hear in an analog. There's something in there, something alive in there that, uh, that I really appreciate. First pressing of uh, Metallica's uh, Whiplash.
3: Bud says finding old gems is like going through a time capsule.
1: That's an original.
3: It forces the listener to take a moment away from a world that now moves so fast.
1: You can just sit down and, and pause the world for 40 minutes and, and listen to the A side and the B side of a record and, and, and feel the feelings that the, the artists, the musicians are putting
12: into that record. Everything about it was, you know, uh, artistic, not just the music.
3: The resurgence of vinyl has come full circle at Free Cloud Record Store.
12: The coolest thing right now is it's everything for everybody. Uh, We have, you know, kids from from the school across the street coming in here looking for Radiohead. And, you know, to them that's classic, classic old music.
3: What's old is new again with the regeneration of digital music coming out on Analog.
12: A young lady who came in a, a few days ago and wanted that one Red Hot Chili Peppers album that only came out on CD originally and then had been reissued on vinyl. And I had a copy in and she came racing down here and got it. And it's like, wow, you know, like... That is super cool.
3: Artists are recreating an experience for listeners that was the standard in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s.
12: You can still play records from 100 years ago, and CDs are kind of based on you know modern digital technology. Sometimes they don't work.
3: But for Bud, that doesn't mean that a record should be kept in mint condition.
12: By the time I'm not
1: around to enjoy them, I would hope that the majority of them are unplayable because... We've enjoyed enjoyed them enough and worn them out. This, this thing has been well played.
0: Lisa McGregor, Global News. Mm, a lost art making a comeback mm-hmm. for sure. Quick look at weather, Yvonne, before we go. Uh,
7: mm-hmm. Second week of spring break for many. It looks like we'll have cloud cover for the morning hours. A few showers in the mix for tomorrow. Spring equinox officially in the afternoon. Nice clearing. The gems out of the forecast so far with dry. And sunny conditions will be for Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: Okay, as we say goodbye to winter, we say goodbye to you for now. We'll see you right back here at 11. See you then. See you.